Welcome, brother Sharkbait. <laughs> Welcome, brother Sharkbait. Intro plays now. That is the music. I love how every episode just starts with like nonsense. And it's usually me. Like, I hit record and then I just start doing fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> because I know that it has to go before the intro. <laughs> Gotta put something there. Just can't start with the music. We have tea now. Yes. We have tea. We ate pasta. <sighs> we were recording this like an hour after episode 35. We watched the clip of the Oh, fan. yeah. We were supposed to talk about it. It was so. Stupid scary. We could not find it on YouTube, though. No. I did have to pull up Amazon Prime to find it. Yeah. So. It was stupid scary, though. Like, that that was straight up thrown. Like, that was a demon. Yeah, that it, stuff doesn't fall like that. No, it was it weird. It slid. It went in, like, an L shape, too. It yeah, went it made, back like, and a zigzag. And Zach even says it in the episode, like, at a 90-degree angle. Like, that doesn't, that's not natural. No, and it, it doesn't, like, roll off. No. Like, some people were trying to say... It rolls off. No. Like, it just falls. But it, it slides backwards. Yeah. I don't know. It ain't right, and it ain't natural, in the words of <laughs> Persephone. It ain't right, and it ain't natural. Well, how was your pasta? It's good. It's kind of mediocre. Actually, noodles were a little overcooked. But, I mean, it was dinner, so. <laughs> it was also the only thing I've eaten today. I had leftover... A cane's chicken. Oh, for breakfast? Yeah. Nice. You also woke up way fucking before me. Yeah. As usual. <laughs> nah, tonight I'm gonna be up editing. It's not gonna be Rest fun. Rest in peace, dude. I haven't decided what I'm gonna play while I edit yet. I'm just start packing. It's the fifth? Or the fourth? The fourth, I think. The fourth, right? Because I go to yeah. Texas on the sixth. Oh. Yeah, that'd be Thursday. And then Today's I'm going Tuesday. back to school right after. Like, I'm, I'm leaving. Leave. Don't say that. <laughs> Leave. Don't say that. Can't say where I live. No. They'll get you. So I'm leaving the place that I live <laughs> to go back to school tomorrow. If I go to another bleep. Bleep. <laughs> the place I go to school. <laughs> So you're going, it's to, my mom's probably not going to let me because I've been out a lot this week. Let you go back to school? No, leave early. Because if I like make a pit stop, Mm. I could see my peeps longer before I have to just disappear. But I'm coming back one of the first weekends, if not the first weekend, the weekend after. Why? To record this wonderful podcast. Oh, to record this (laughs) I didn't get the memo. I was like, oh, I we talked about gotta that. come back to see family or something. And then it's like, no, it's to record. Yeah. We, we do be- have a podcast. One of those weekends. Yeah, because when we decided to do this Tuesday, we had talked about, because I didn't, because I wanted to do another batch before we went back to school, but then yeah. I realized that I will be in, in Texas. another state. Yeah. 
But, I mean, I can send you home with a microphone, too. Oh, so. yeah. I'm probably... I was going to send you home with this one, but if it's popping, no. So I'll just send you with the Nano, I guess. And I'll have to walk you through some of the settings when, if we have to do a Discord one. All and right. then if you ever get a mic that you actually want to use, you can <laughs> just bring that one back. <laughs> yeah. It was indeed a Christmas gift from my mother. Thanks, Mom. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. She does listen. She Hello. hasn't gotten to the car accident episode yet. I also did not tell her about my car accident. She's gonna find out from the podcast. That's wonderful. No, yeah. At first, we were like, we, we're just not gonna tell her. She'll freak out. And then I edited that episode, and I was like, oops. <laughs> She'll find out. <laughs> She'll know. But yeah. That's fun. We just taught my mom about Spotify. She was listening to music on YouTube, bro. She was just driving to and from work with YouTube playing. And it was like eight hour long, like YouTube radio mixes. <laughs> I was like, mom, no. So we set her up with a Spotify account. And now every time I'm over there, I check her Spotify to make sure she's using it. Because <laughs> like, I don't want to see YouTube anymore. Oh, gosh. Like having to like skip on YouTube. Man. Like, fast forward the video if you don't want to hear that song while you're right. trying to drive or Absolutely something. Absolutely not. No. Nada. Simply, no. <laughs> I, I've listened to YouTube while I was driving before, but it's only for, like, very specific things that aren't on Spotify. But now I know how to put things on Spotify. So. That's fun. Like, I put the entirety of the Death Note musical on <laughs> Spotify, like, my personal Spotify. Like, gave it a cover photo and everything. And it's, like, in playlists and stuff now. That's cool. No, it's awesome. And it's stupid easy. Huh. I did it for... The reason I learned how was the day after I watched Bo Burnham's Inside. I was like, I have to listen to this every day for the rest of my life. And the easiest way to do that is Spotify. <laughs> um, Wasn't on Spotify. So I jury-rigged it. I literally, like... There was a, a TikTok video came up and then with some quick Googling, figured out how to do it. As long as you have the MP3s of the songs, which you can use a YouTube to MP3. Yeah. No, you can load that them. shit all up on Spotify, give it a cute little cover photo. You can even change like the, the artist and like the production name and all that stuff. I put it on my Spotify. The next day he released the official Spotify album. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. All your hard work. Now sometimes two of them pop up. Like mine and then Bo Burnham's. <laughs> I tried to take it off, but it still pops up sometimes. Welcome. Lux coming back in with a wrap and wine. Can I have a sip of your wine? Thank you. It's good. No. Tastes like wine. I am Bacchus, god of wine. That episode of The Office <laughs> where they're in um, Robert California's house. I will not be blackmailed by an ineffectual... No. No. I will not be blackmailed by some... Something effete 
ineffectual, soft penis debutante. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. But you'll be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the fucking Lizard King. <laughs> I What's the first adjective? I will not be blackmailed by some... I think it is. I will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual, effete, soft penis debutante. I think I just am convincing myself there's another one in there. I'm going to start a section of our Discord that's just me quoting The Office. No one else is allowed to talk in it either. Oh, yeah, no. No. It's just me quoting The Office various days. I'm going to set up a bot to do it for me. So it's just going to be The Office quotes. Because I'm obsessed with The Office. I just started, I bought season nine. So now I own seasons two through nine. (laughs) I skipped one. (laughs) I never start my rewatch in season one. It's bad. (laughs) It was before they got proper funding. Steve Carell's hair still looked bad. <laughs> but, no, I rest- I started season nine, and it's the season where, like, Jim's lying to Pam, and there's all this tension. Oh. Yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking. Can you talk? Like, I'm doing a lot of the talking. <laughs> I'll just keep going, just let bro. let you go on I'll about the office. I'll just keep going. <laughs> Have you watched anything new recently? Mm-hmm. I watched movies. I watched Encanto. Oh my god. I watched <laughs> I love Encanto. Jungle Cruise, which is pretty cool. I watched You saw the Spider-Man movie? Oh, I have not seen it. Amazing. Masterpiece. You also have talked about Black Widow on this podcast too. You're setting a, a trend. <laughs> I do like Marvel. I got those Marvel Vans one time, the limited edition. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite shoes. Pretty hype about these shining ones, though. I'm excited. I still have to watch the Gucci movie. I haven't watched that, yeah. No, I have to watch that. I've uh, watched some of the interviews with Lady Gaga talking about doing the role. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I saw it. It was a TikTok, a TikTok popped up on my For You page. I don't know if, I mean, my phone is always listening. Um, and it was Lady Gaga talking about the role and, like, what it was like working in Italy and how mm-hmm. she was always expecting her to just show up yeah. in Italy. I was like, bro, imagine that. You're playing a murderer <laughs> and, like, expecting her to just, like, pop up out of the fucking woodwork. No. That'd be so scary. Yeah, to come, like, critique what you're doing and... It's about respect. <laughs> no. I'm not going to cite you for the fucking role. You killed someone. <laughs> I will not be blackmailed by some... Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I also saw Coco for the first time. We sat down to watch Coco. And my lovely, lovely partner. Um, light of my life. I've never seen Coco. <laughs> we sit down. Coco spoilers. Oh, yeah, Coco spoilers. <laughs> if I had to do it, so do you. We sit down and the first thing they say is... Wow. The twist that he kills him is, like, really crazy. <laughs> I didn't know you had <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> and Lux was like, what? And I was like, I've never seen Coco. <laughs> and they were like, oh. And then they also left the movie halfway through to go to bed. <laughs> so they spoiled the movie and then left. <laughs> you really had to suffer through that. And it was funny because the the other light of my life, my best friend, Cassidy, was staying with us for a few days 
um, right before Christmas, right before we went to see my mom, and we, we watched Coco together. Cassidy has seen Coco. By the end of the movie, we were clutching each other and sobbing uncontrollably, <laughs> like, watching this fucking movie. It was a lot. Also, Errol showed me a video, and the quote, it was right after we watched Coco, that's the only connection, <laughs> was, um, if he's ever played Balloon's Tower Defense, he wants you to call him Mommy. Or he wants to call you mommy. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I came upstairs and the first thing I asked Lux was, have you ever played Balloon's Tower Defense? <laughs> and they said no. So I am not mommy. Dang. I'm going to change my Discord name to mommy. You have to now. I'm mommy. <laughs> mommy, Sorry. And don't explain it. No, like this, they have to listen to the episode Yeah, they to have get to it. wait. Because this doesn't come out for a little while. <laughs> Mommy, sorry. Two weeks, three <laughs> weeks. Mommy, sorry. A week from tomorrow. Not this one. Yeah. Oh, two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. This is the third one we've been doing. Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Are you excited for the new semester coming up? Yeah. I have dinosaur class, which is going to... Be what? fire? Is this class about dinosaurs? What? It's a bio class. No, it's a geology class. About dinosaurs? Yeah. What's it, what's this class called? Dinosaurs. Really? Yes. You're not bullshitting. No, me. it's called dinosaurs on my schedule. It just says dinosaurs. Bullshit. It's a geology class. I <laughs> am so honest right now. I will pull it up bullshit i am in dinosaur class you're not taking a class called dinosaurs i'm taking a class called dinosaurs i will find it so now on the podcast like it's kind of it's going to be kind of similar to how you kept us updated about your physics situation you're gonna have to keep us updated about your dinosaur class i'm so excited dude and i was telling a kid about that i wanted to take the dinosaur class he was in my lab Mm mm-hmm and I was t- just like, oh, I like dinosaurs. I want to take the dinosaur class. He's like, oh, do you want to be a paleontologist? And I was like, I've thought about it. I think it'd be pretty cool. And then he looks at me, straight face, so serious. Just, what happens when they run out of bones? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, there can't be that many more fossils left. They keep finding them. <laughs> and he was very concerned about me not having a job anymore because we just can't find any more fossils. Talk about a no bones day, am I right? But, <laughs> but you're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. I am fucking crazy, but I'm free. Finding it. My schedule's loading. Dude, we might be going back online. That's gonna be crazy. Cause my school's talking about it too. That they they're doing test weeks. Like yeah. the first two weeks, we're gonna be online, and then. Depending on how the situation's looking, they're going to let professors decide what they want to keep doing. See, my thing is, like, there hasn't been any official correspondence about even the possibility of us going online. But there's all of these students and, like, people who I know and people who I also work with telling me, like, did you hear that we might be going online again? Like, I heard we might be going online again. And I'm even, like, more worried now. Course description. Survey of dinosaur fossil evidence. Wow. It, like googling it you just type dinosaur not googling it finding it in the, mm-hmm. the catalog you just type dinosaur it shows up on my computer but it's not doing it on here because it's it usually says in the the box geology 110 
dinosaurs, but it's not doing it on the mobile. Makes sense. But no, it's dinosaurs. Look, oh, there, there, title, dinosaurs. I hate that. Credit hours three, course number <laughs> 110. Dude, I had to take a, an earth science. So I did a geology that sounded fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I'm so excited for dinosaur class, dude. You're going to have to keep us updated. I also get to take a the bird one, ornithology or whatever the word is. Birds are so cool. Have you ever really thought about birds? They I'd, fucking fly, bro. How do they do that? I have a bird, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate your bird, specifically. He is so wonderful. I don't remember where I was when you sent me the video <laughs> of you and Kai jumping. <laughs> I want to see if it was like Minecraft. Mm. All I know is that you sent me a video with your whole chest of you jumping up and down with your bird on your shoulder. Because in Minecraft, they fall off when you jump. Like, they fly away. But not Kai. He's a real homie. And he stayed on. I've healied around my house with <laughs> Kai just sitting there. Unfazed that I can now roll. <laughs> You're going to have to send the Discord a picture of your bird. Oh, yeah. They don't know what Kai looks like. No, we got to be friends. We've also got to, once you get your PC set up at school. I do have a play part. Minecraft. I don't know if the, the podcast ever heard about that. I have a part, a stand-in part. Getting from a friend. It just means you finally got a fucking computer. Yeah, but I don't have to pay $1,000 right. for a part I don't want. Right. But it's so nice that you're finally going to have a good computer. Oh, dude. I still have, like, all the stock alerts for the, the one part. Mm-hmm. If anyone has the same struggles, <laughs> talk to me on Discord. We can cry about it together. Bet. We should also start. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of chit-chatting in this one. Okay. Emily. I have not been this excited about a true crime in a while. It's not even, like, that great. It's just, like, wow. I'm about to take you on a fucking roller coaster ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Um, I had never heard of this. Okay. I had never heard of this. The way I found it was I was like, hmm, what true crime should I do? And then I stumbled upon the one that I mentioned in episode 34. That is a six-part documentary series. I'm going to watch it. I was like, I can't do this. I have to have this done by tomorrow. Yeah. And then I open my YouTube and I see one of my new favorites, Daniela Kirsty, I believe. She was the one who I found the anthill cult through. I was looking through some of her titles. First of all, she only started doing true crime videos like seven months ago, and they're like impeccable, and I respect her so much. And I'm like looking, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I should do, yada, yada, yada. And I see this title. And I was like, that's it. That's the fucking Give one. Me that. I did not watch her video. <laughs> I moused over the title to get his name. And I googled him because I didn't want to accidentally plagiarize from her. She did give me the idea, but I this is completely sourced by me. Like I went through Wikipedia, Crime Museum, True Crime Edition, Reddit had some stuff. Wow. Okay. I don't even know if I can give you hints. Um, this happened in California. He's a Gemini. Happened. Uh. In, like, the 60s. Oh, no. Um, it's kind of gory. There's some animal cruelty. 
But there's some very famous people, but like famous in like the true crime community involved in this case. Not, it's not like a famous serial killer, but a famous FBI agent. Oh. Do you have any guesses? No. Okay. Do you know who Richard Chase is? I thought you were about to ask me if I knew who Richard Ramirez was. And I was like, we first of all just <laughs> talked about him. We also watched the documentary together. <laughs> yeah, no, I was at the new floor. Do you know who Richard Chase is? No. AKA the vampire of Sacramento. Mm-mm. Emily. <laughs> He's a vampire? Strap the fuck in, <laughs> brother. Also, trigger warnings. This is a true crime podcast, but there is a lot of like animal cruelty that goes on here, but it's all pertinent to the story. So I couldn't, like, just say, oh, and he did some fucked up shit, because then the story would be, like, two pages. Um, oh, no. No, it's, like, a lot. Are you ready? I'm ready. No. Okay. Also, but, yeah. I do have two different scripted tangents in here that I went on. Scripted tangents? I was like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I wrote his story, and then I was like, I have some space. <laughs> I can talk about these two things that I want to talk about. So. All right. I'm excited. Okay ready so he's born may 23rd 1950 in sacramento california he is a gemini he did grow up in an abusive household um his father beat him and his younger sister and his parents are described as disciplinarians but that's all we really know about them okay literally the only thing in his early life section of the wikipedia page is that he was a native to sacramento california in his adolescence, he was a heavy drug user, and by the age of 10, he exhibited all three parts of the McDonald Triangle. Nice. So, this is my first scripted tangent. We talked about it two episodes ago, but I want to actually, like, talk about the McDonald Triangle. We've sprinkled it in. Yeah, because we've never actually said, like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, the McDonald Triangle was proposed in 1963 by a psychiatrist named J.M. McDonald. Um, he wrote this article called The Threat to Kill, and it was published in the American Journal of Psychiatry. Okay. So essentially what he's saying is that in violent offenders, there are three factors that you can observe in their adolescence that will like predict violent behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Specifically serial violence, which I also didn't know that it was like repeated offenses oh yeah that's it's not just like you exhibit these and you commit one murder mm -hmm. um fun fact the presence of any two is actually what's predictive it's not all three you don't have to exhibit all three traits our man's just does so a bunch of small scale studies were conducted by a bunch of psychiatrists and also the fbi and then these studies had a bunch of evidence that this this is what's true and then he published this journal so the claim is that if any of these two factors are present then there will be predatory behavior later in life the triad is something we all know arson cruelty to animals and urinesis which is frequent bedwetting past a certain age so it's past five years old um these three things can be linked to violent behavior particularly homicidal and sexually predatory behaviors later in life also didn't know that that was part of it i thought it was just the violence yeah. that it predicted but it's violence combined with sexual being a sexual predator yeah um 
the triangle is actually called an urban legend by some. Um, there aren't enough statistically significant links between the triad and violent offenders. Some people actually say that these behaviors are more linked to parental neglect and brutality. And then that's actually the root of the homicidal tendencies. Interesting. Because the thing... Like, it's not causational, but correlated. Because the thing with the triad is the arson and the... We talked about the cruelty to animals once two episodes ago. But it's about having so much bottled up rage that you don't have an outlet for it. So, like, arson. You light fires because you're mad at the world. Mm -hmm. And then the cruelty to animals is a form of victim picking. So you get beat up at school, you're not going to beat them up. They beat you up. So you're going to go kill a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're picking weaker victims early. The bedwetting is the weird one. It's kind of like the standout mm-hmm. of the three because it's not a t- like a, a typically violent thing. And most people have wet the bed at least a few times in their life, like as children. So the thought behind that one is that... It's like a fear thing, like a child may be afraid of their parent, and that's why they're wetting the bed. Afraid to get up in the middle of the night, right? To go down the hall to the bathroom, or it's some weird sexual thing, because it involves your genitalia. I don't know, but yeah, that was my first scripted tangent about the McDonald Triangle. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It worked, right? I feel like we should have. We needed to talk about it. Yeah, sometimes we, like, breeze over stuff we understand. You learned that in True Crime 101. This is 102, but we did a quick recap. (laughs) It was on the syllabus. Okay. So, in his early adulthood, we're going back to Richard now. Some sources that I saw said he did date girls when he was a teenager. Allegedly, he was impotent which means he could not keep an erection, for those of you who did not know what impotent <laughs> meant. Um, he saw a psychiatrist for it and was told he had some sort of mental illness. The psychiatrist also told him it was probably bottled anger. Interesting. Right. You know, the thing we talked about with the McDonald's. <laughs> and as he got older, he developed hypochondria. So... This is a disorder where you can become excessively worried about having an illness or, like, getting sick. Or in some cases, it's, like, you believe you have this disorder without any diagnosis or, like, any proof. You just know you have it. Yeah. And it's always something crazy. You, like, trick yourself into having the symptoms. Right. Kind of thing. A placebo. Right. Almost. But it's never anything normal. No. It's always, like, I have cancer and I know it. I can feel it in my body. What? (laughs) Um, Sir. (laughs) No, you don't. So, Richard's thing was that he would say that his heart would stop beating. Huh. You know, the thing that will kill you? (laughs) Um, He also believed that someone stole his pulmonary artery. Stole? Yeah. Just took it? Yeah. How? Don't know. Like, how would they just take that? And I do not know for sure. Like, I really could not tell you. Did he have a surgery and they think they didn't? No. No, he really just thinks someone came into his house, took it, and there's no evidence. That's exactly what he believed. That's insane. Um, He also believed that the bones of his, like, cranium were separating and moving around, like the fucking tectonic plates. 
So he shaved his head so that he could watch it. Don't know what he was watching. He was just staring at his bald head. (laughs) He also was known to hold oranges over his head because he believed that he could absorb the vitamin C into his brain via diffusion. Ayo. (laughs) He's on to something. Or he's on something. No. (laughs) He's crazy. He also believed that his blood was turning into powder. Yo. I told you, strap in. (laughs) I think it's weird. Yeah, so... Imagine sitting down at the bar, and you're talking to the other guy, just sitting there, like, hey, what you drinking? My blood's turning to powder. Yeah. (laughs) Someone stole my artery. (laughs) The bones of my cranium move around. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. So, he, he lived with his mom for a really long time. Um, he moved out, though. Because he believed that she poisoned or was actively poisoning him. She probably stole the artery too, man. (laughs) She stole the artery too. (laughs) Okay, so at this point, he rents an apartment with some friends. His friends said that he was constantly high. Specifically, weed and LSD. And also drunk. A lot. Never not. Um, he'd also walk around the apartment completely nude, no matter who was over. Um, dude, imagine <laughs> that's your roommate. No one gets you have better. to warn, dude, hey, Jim might come out the room, but <laughs> he's gonna be completely fucking naked. Just ignore him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his, these people demanded that he moved out, he move out, so he right? refused, and they all left. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. So, once he had the apartment to himself, he begins to torture animals. So, he, a lot of neighbors said that Richard would take pets inside and that they would never be seen again. He would kill them and disembowel them. And then, he would eat them raw. Specifically, he would take the organs and put them into a blender with Coca-Cola and then drink it. Did he think this cured his, like... He thought it was stopping his heart from shrinking, yes. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> I didn't know he... He's the Grinch? What do you mean? <laughs> I almost spit everywhere. <laughs> I just think that, like, the heart... His heart grew three sizes <laughs> that day. But yeah, Excuse no, straight up. Excuse me. The other thing was, like, if you Google his name... Like, so he's, he's featured in, like, crime museums and stuff. Um, there's pictures of his blender. Is the thing. That's really yeah. cool. Um, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. gross. So in 1976, he injected rabbit's blood into himself and then was rushed to the hospital because he had blood poisoning. And then he was put into a mental institution because he gave himself blood poisoning. <laughs> he blood opted poisoning. Into having blood poisoning. Blood injected into his own blood he was committed to uh, a mental institution called beverly manor so it was there that the staff started to call him dracula because he was hyper fixated on blood like he talked about it constantly he would tell his doctors about killing animals and drinking blood and all this stuff and even though he was brought to the hospital because he gave himself blood poisoning they didn't really believe him they were like oh he's just insane 
until they found him sitting on the windowsill, sucking the blood out of a bird that he caught and broke the neck of. He did this twice. It was two birds. He He's sitting on the fucking windowsill. And in Barr's window of the first bird? He catches two birds. He breaks their neck and he starts drinking them like they're a fucking Capri Sun. I'm floored. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. Dude, I know. He would also- He just was a vampire. He also <laughs> stole syringes. And then used them to steal blood from the therapy dogs. I'm not making this up. These are straight facts. How did How did he get by the therapy dogs with syringe? Like how'd no one see him? I don't know. How did he break the neck of a bird on a windowsill and then drink it like it's a Capri Sun? How did they not like how did this man not have constant security after the bird thing? So, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. All right. And then, so they start treating him with drugs, right? He does not respond. I saw, okay, this was on one source. But one source said he didn't react to the drugs at all, which led the doctors to believe that these mental illnesses were due to the LSD and shit over the years. Like, this wasn't something he was born with. This was something he did to himself. Huh. And it was also like like we watched New Girl the other night when she eats the dead fish and mm-hmm. then gives herself like he's eating animals. Raw. Raw. So any like the bacteria in there? No, he destroyed his fucking brain. <laughs> so he did escape from the mental institution at one no. point. No. And he shows up to his mom's house immediately brought back. Like <laughs> He was in there for a little while, but he was eventually deemed no longer a danger to society. Who signed that paper? I would also like to note that regularly in the hospital, he was found with blood smeared all over his face, and he would just tell people he cut himself shaving. I don't know where that blood came from. I couldn't find anything like, oh, he was eating the rats, too. Like, no. Where did that come from? Maybe he did just cut himself shaving, though. No. (laughs) And just smeared it around. But, or he did it on purpose. That's what I'm saying. He probably liked to watch things bleed kind of thing. (laughs) What a fun sound bite. (laughs) He was eventually released into the custody of his mom. And he did okay for a little while. But she started to wean him off of the medication and then got him his own apartment. And I was like, what? What? What did I just read? Like you took the medicine and, and then, then sent him into the world? Sent him away. <laughs> um, all right, bud. He fun. had roommates again, but they all ended up moving out again. Sex out. And he kept on torturing animals. At one point, his mom came to visit, and he tore open a dead cat and smothered himself with it. But she did not report this incident. But he's literally, like, scrubbing himself down with the inside of a dead cat. Like, it's a fucking loofah and some bath and body works. And she didn't move across the country? No! That's terrifying. So, this part was not known until the later investigation. Um, so this doesn't start the investigation. I just, this is where it goes in the timeline. Okay. Um, it was a year later. He was found in a field lit near Lake Tahoe. Um, in mid-1977, and, uh, yeah, he was smeared with blood 
like covered in blood. And there was a bucket of blood in his trunk. It was cow's blood, so no charges were filed. I also saw one source said that he was naked when this happened, but that was only one source. And the other ones Not, didn't mention I it. wouldn't doubt it. He did walk around the apartment naked, so a field is like easy mode. <laughs> the apartment's not easy mode there's people there <laughs> oh. yeah so this is when shit goes zero to 100 okay well we're on we, zero yeah no i realized that as i said it <laughs> we're on zero this is probably like 20 we go from like 20 to 100 oh, this in the span of one month he killed six people Do I get to know more? No, that's the episode ending. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So, his first one was named Ambrose Griffin. He was a 51-year-old engineer and a father of two. Richard killed him in a drive-by shooting on December 29th, 1977. So, this happened after Ambrose was shopping. He'd been helping his wife with the bags from the car, and she saw him hit the ground. Um. Two days earlier, a woman had reported that someone had shot at her house. She only lived a couple blocks away, and the casings did match the gun that killed Ambrose. So this might have been Richard too, but it was never officially linked. Um, There were even witnesses who could describe the man who killed Ambrose, but nothing came of it. And the leads eventually dried up. Huh. Yeah, but he just drove by. Um, I saw one source said that it was like he got into a fight with his mom or something and he was mad. Oh. Um, and that's why he did it, but unclear. Where'd he get a gun? Yeah. Here's the creepy shit, though. So two weeks later, he tries to get into a woman's home. The doors are locked, though, so he walked away. He later told detectives that he took this as a sign that he wasn't welcome. Unlocked doors, though, were assigned to go inside. Excuse me? That's Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. So, on a different occasion, he was caught, and, like, he, he unlocks the, the doors unlocked, he goes inside. He's caught and chased off by the couple who'd just gotten home. <gasps> um, they caught him in the middle of going through their stuff, but he'd already defecated and urinated on their child's bed and clothes. Ugh. Yeah. January 23rd, 1978, Richard walks into another home. Um, He shot Teresa Wallen, who was three months pregnant at the time. He shoots her three times and then engages in necrophilia while stabbing her with a butcher's knife. Ugh. Same time. She was found by her husband when he got home from work. She was disemboweled and drained of blood, and it looked like Richard had caught her blood in a yogurt cup to drink it. That's so much. He also took out multiple organs, cut off her nipples, um, drank her blood. Before he left, he took dog feces from her yard and put it down her throat, smeared blood all over the walls. He wasn't identified the killer, but when the, as the killer, but when the investigation began, they found that another house had also been burgled and their dog had been disemboweled. 
This is one night. Yeah, no, he's just... This is like in a few hours. Walking into places. Ugh. Walking in and also walking out covered in blood. And was able to get into a different house. So that was two of the victims, right? Yeah. Ambrose, Teresa. The other four happened on the same night. Oh, gosh. January 27th. He does his whole door thing again. Just checking door. Yep. And it's unlocked. He goes into the home of a 38-year-old woman named Evelyn Morose. First, he runs into her friend, uh, Danny Meredith. He shoots Danny with his twenty-two handgun. Then he fatally shoots Morose. Then her six-year-old son, Jason. Then her 22-month-old nephew, David. He then starts to mutilate Evelyn. And then, you know, necrophilia and cannibalism. Someone knocks on the door. And he panics. So he takes David, the 22-month-old, he takes that body with him and steals Danny's car. Who knocked on the door? A neighbor who also called the police. Oh, because um, they heard the gunshots. Something. Yeah. Um, at the scene, when the police showed up, because they showed up pretty quick, uh, they found complete hand and shoe prints. They also found David's playpen empty, covered in blood, and a pillow had a bullet hole through it. Mm. So they gathered, like, we're missing, we're missing the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, the car was found a few blocks away from the scene with the engine still running. And it was only a few hundred yards from Richard's apartment. He drove home? <laughs> yeah. yeah because of how severe this case was the fbi was brought in yeah yeah (laughs) um the police didn't have like really any leads though then a woman shows up and she says because the the only thing that had happened in the witness sightings was they knew that it was an orange parka jacket that the dude was wearing. A woman says she knows who that is. She went to high school with him. And a few days earlier, he'd approached her in a store. Her name was Nancy Holder. Um, so this is the remember earlier I told you there was he broke into a house and was chased out. Mm-hmm. Um, like he didn't kill anybody. He just ran. This was that day. Okay. And so he's in this store. Um, he's covered in blood stains. And he walks up to her and says, Were you on the motorcycle when Kurt was killed? Like I said, they'd gone to school together 10 years earlier, and her boyfriend, Kurt, had been killed in a motorcycle accident. And that was what he remembered about her. From high school? Yeah. And asked if she was on the motorcycle when it happened. No. She didn't even recognize him at first. And when he was paying for something in the store, she snuck away and drove off. But called the police when she realized he was wearing the same jacket, identified him as Richard Chase. And the police figured out that he actually lived within a mile of, like, the murder site. Oh, so... So they, yeah. 
stalk his home. Um, on January 27th, 1978, the police went to his apartment to question him, but he would not answer the door. Oh. So they waited down the hall and apprehended him when he came out. <laughs> he had Danny's uh, wallet on him. Oh. Yeah. Um, he did have to be forcefully detained. <laughs> I'm sure. So when they searched his apartment, dude, the walls, floor, ceiling, fridge, all of his eating and drinking utensils, all of them were soaked in blood. All of the walls, the ceiling, the ceiling, the floor, the fridge, and every single one of his eating and drinking utensils covered in blood, soaked. Dude. They also found a 12-inch butcher knife, rubber boots, three blenders full of blood, animal collars, dishes in the fridge full of body parts, a calendar in his apartment um, was marked with the words today, marked with the dates of the Wallen and Morose murders. They also found David's brain. In a container. And his body parts in a in plastic wrap. There were actually parts of all of his victims, but he had the baby's brain out. Bro. Yeah. A week later, they also found the rest of the baby. He was mummified and decapitated in an, a box in a vacant lot behind a church. Mummified. <laughs> Mummified. I'm gonna say it again. Bro. Mummified and decapitated. Behind a church. Mummified. I... Oh my god. <laughs> so... He stands trial in 1979 for six counts of murder. Um, his whole defense, their whole goal was to avoid the death penalty. Um, so they yeah. were pleading for second degree murder to get a life sentence. His whole case was built, built on his mental illnesses and the ideas that his crimes were not premeditated. So they were pleading guilty by, not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. That did not work. He they found, were definitely premeditated. He, he had it on, on a calendar. calendar. <laughs> he was found guilty of six counts of first-degree murder. They, the, the jury completely rejected the idea. <laughs> um, it, the, the jury took one hour to find him legally sane, and then four hours to actually sentence him, and they sentenced him to die in the gas chamber. <gasps> so he, did, he was given the death penalty. Um, and then he was transferred to San Quentin State Prison. The gag was that his fellow inmates knew how violent he were, was and were afraid of him, so they regularly tried to convince him to commit suicide, according to prison officials. That's crazy. But here is my second scripted tangent. Okay. So, he allowed <laughs> Robert Resler a series of interviews. Do you know who that is? I'm, like, nerding out. I'm really excited. <laughs> Tell he me. was a pretty well-known dude. So he was in the he was in the military and eventually became FBI. 
his whole thing was psychological profiling of violent offenders. He's also the one responsible for coining the term serial killer. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Um, he used to give lectures on criminology. He wrote books on serial murders. He, he did sadly pass away in his home in 2013 from Parkinson's disease at the age of 76. I digress. So, Robert Resler was brought in, and he was the guy, when they, when they called the FBI in the first time, he was the guy who gave the profile mm-hmm. on who they were looking for. Like, you know, criminal minds style. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read the profile to you. Please keep in mind that this is before they had him in custody, before they had a name, and before Nancy even came forward. White male, aged 25 to 27, thin, undernourished appearance, single, living alone in a location within one mile of abandoned station wagon owned by one of the victims. Residents will be extremely slovenly and unkempt, and evidence of the crimes will be found at the residence. Suspect will have a history of mental illness and drug use. Suspect will be unemployed loner who does not associate with either his males or female, with either males or females, and will probably spend a great deal of time in his own residence. If he resides with anyone, it will be his parents. However, this is unlikely. Suspect will have no prior military history, will be a high school or a college dropout, and probably suffers from one or more forms of paranoid psychosis. Every fucking box, dude. Yeah, I know. He nailed it. Every fucking box. They just described him without his name. Yeah. Everything. It's interesting that he could like, they... People like that have lived with their parents. You yeah. Know? Like, there'll be evidence that they committed the crime at wherever they live, and they could live with their parents. I mean, they can't take care of themselves. He eats rabbit organs with Coca-Cola in a blender. He thinks his blood is turning into powder. He I forgot about all that. He thinks his heart is shrinking. <laughs> so, he agrees to an interview with Robert Resler. In this interview, he talks about his huge fear of Nazis and UFOs. He also said that he had killed, but it wasn't his fault. He had to do it to keep him alive, and he believed any person would have done the same thing. He also asked if Resler had a radar gun so he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs so that the Nazis could stand trial for their murders. Um, he also handed Resler a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pants pockets. He did this because he believed that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis and attempting to poison him. And how did the macaroni fix that? I think he wanted to get it tested for poison. Uh-oh. <laughs> like... I'm not making this up. This is insane. (laughs) These interviews are all documented in Resler's book, Whoever Fights Monsters, and the FBI still uses this case to discuss disorganized killings. So, on December 26th, 1980, he was found dead in his prison cell. He'd been hoarding his um, medication and did overdose. Yeah. But I have some more snippets of stuff from Reddit. So I don't know if this is all verified, but I did back search some of these quotes 
and I found information from Crime Library, so some of these might be real. Okay. More likely than not, they are. But not 100% confirmed. Right. The first thing. He told a psychiatrist that the first killing happened after his mother would not allow him to visit for Christmas. He was just shooting the gun out of the window of his car, that he had fired shots at other houses, um, and it was not altogether an accident. So. Trying to maybe hit someone. Yeah. Chase also told the FBI profilers that he had killed to preserve his own life, and he was developing an appeal based on that. He mentioned soap dish poisoning. Resler asked him what that was, and he explained that everyone had a soap dish. If you lift, lift up the soap and find that underneath it's dry, you're all right. If, you, if it's gooey, you have the poisoning, which turns your blood into powder, and then the powder then depletes your, en- your energy and eats away at your body. So if your soap was wet? <laughs> yeah. Dude, the logic. Chase also said that he was Jewish. He was not Jewish. <laughs> and that he had been persecuted by Nazis because he had the Star of David on his forehead, which he didn't. <laughs> he explained that the Nazis were connected to UFOs, which had telepathically commanded him to kill to replenish his blood. These UFOs followed him around, and the FBI should be able to pinpoint them by putting a radar on him. <laughs> That's the end of this story. That's all I have. That's it? Those are the quotes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And what was his title? The, the, the Vampire of Sacramento. Yeah, I see it. He was obsessed with I went blood. through that so fast. But I like, really like how the quotes were, I couldn't go for Christmas. I, I shot am Jewish. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> nah. The way that the quote was written was my favorite. That he was Jewish. Hyphen. He was not Jewish. <laughs> because he had the Star of David on his forehead. Hyphen. He did not. Hyphen. No, like, this man was going through it. He definitely destroyed his brain with LSD. Well, what was he diagnosed with? Paranoid schizophrenia? Mm-hmm. Paranoid schizophrenia. It, it is interesting, because in my psychology class, we talked about the formal thought disorder. What's that? Which is very common with schizophrenia and, like, schizoaffective disorders, where you're, you can talk, like, you can make points, but there's no substance to the points you're making. And that's, like, a lot of how he talks. Yeah. That's, like, that's cool to, to see what I talked about in class. But it, it's, it's that, like, the Nazis, they're following me because I'm Jewish and I have the Star of David on my head. You're no. not Jewish. You're not <laughs> Jewish. Not They're not following on you. That's not on your forehead, but he can talk and like yeah. articulate that well. It. Yeah. And he can explain it. The soap dish. But he's thing. not actually explaining anything. It just sounds like he is. Yeah. But <laughs> No, dude, when I read the mac and cheese bit, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. He handed an FBI agent smuggled mac, mac and cheese. Smuggled mac and cheese from his fucking pants pockets. To get it tested for poison. Insane. Insane. He mummified a baby. His entire apartment was covered in blood. Do they have pictures? 
We can look them. Yeah, they have some. All right. At the very least, I can show you the picture of the blender. I was about to say the blender for sure. Is the like, big one I saw. Crime scene photos. Richard Chase interview macaroni. You see that search? <laughs> that's what he looks like? Yeah. I think that's from the... Oh, that's my from the crime gosh. Scene. I don't think that's his house. Oh, that's the blender. <gasps> Next to ketchup. Everything's so grody. Too. I don't like how unclean everything is. What did you expect? Nothing good, but bad to see it. No, oh, I think these are the footprints at the crime scene. Hmm. Oh, where's his actual house? I only saw one. What is this? No. I only saw one picture of his house somewhere, but I don't remember where it was. But it's gross. Death sentence for vampire. What a headline. No, literally. But yeah. I think we've talked about it on here before. Sometimes it's like the, the media thing of naming them. Yeah. Counterproductive. It, because it, it's giving them a title. Yeah. Dude, when I tell you these crime scenes were fucking messy. Oh my gosh. Also, the fact that I can find pictures of bodies on Google. Yeah, no, that you can Google <laughs> image crime scene photos and find that. That's his bathtub. Oh, wait, no, that's not his bathtub. That's her bathtub. My bad. So, yeah. It's insane. That was the Vampire of Sacramento. I have not heard of that. That's no, yeah. crazy. It's disgusting. Disgusting, yeah. Macaroni and cheese. He was interviewed by the guy who came up with the term serial killer. And he handed him macaroni and cheese and said that the Nazis were coming to get him because he was Jewish. He wasn't Jewish! Are you okay? <laughs> I'm like running through everything in my head. I forgot for like half of it that he shaved his head because he thought his brain bones were moving around like the tectonic plates. He thought his blood was turning to powder. He had the poisoning. He thought his heart was shrinking. And he put oranges on his head. So that he could absorb the vitamin C through diffusion. It makes complete sense. All of, like... He thought someone stole his artery. did he get released? I do not know. He was deemed not a danger to society. And that's all I know. That's crazy. How is he? I mean, he was taken off of the medicine, though. Like, yeah. what we, was that like? What was he on that made that much of a difference, too? Antipsychotics? He was drinking birds. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> drinking birds like their Capri Suns. No. No. Brain bones shifting like the tectonic <laughs> plates. Future Mac can pick between those two. <laughs> A pocket full of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I can't put Nazi in the title or else I'd call it 
Nazi UFOs. <laughs> You're just like awestruck. Like, no, I like that's so much to unpack. No, literally. It just got weirder too. It's also weird that it, it like Richard Ramirez, he was just walking into houses. Mm-hmm. So just in case you don't, please remember to lock your doors. Because some people, specifically two Richards, will just enter your house if it's unlocked. That. That. Insane, though. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Also, like, the the weird horror movie trope with a brain in a jar. Like, that's always the mad scientist has one of those on his shelf. The thing that also got me, because it's, like, you know, like I said, this story was, like, weirdly, like, gruesome. Mm -hmm. You know, like, a lot of animal horror. Mm -hmm. He cut Mm -hmm. off a woman's nipples. Like, he took the body of the baby with him. Yeah. He was also, I know I glossed over it. He was a necrophile was the other thing yeah no he was he was assaulting the bodies after death in case you didn't know what necrophilia was you learned that in true crime 101 (laughs) this is true crime 102 but like it was this was one of those stories where i was like skimming through like the details of the crime and you know like it's oh he he was a necrophile he was a cannibal yada 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 and then you get to the, like, mummified body of a baby. The three different blenders. He drove home. He walked that. around covered in blood at all times. Yeah, how did he not get stopped in the grocery store? His mom watched him scrub himself down with a dead cat. Also, we never retouched the fact that he was just found in a field, naked, covered in cow's blood. That. And had another bucket in his car. Whose cow? I don't know. Charges (laughs) were never filed. (laughs) This dude was a danger to society. It's it's insane. But do you see why it was wanted to talk to you about it so bad yeah i know that's a roller coaster (laughs) he handed macaroni and cheese to an fbi agent to test for poison no uh, he killed six people in less than 30 days it's crazy like i don't know that like he he wasn't trying to be clean or anything no and that, at points, they didn't even know it was him. Like, couldn't be caught for some of this stuff. He wasn't avoiding the cops. No, like, he he wasn't being sneaky. He drove home. He walked around covered in blood. And was still able to do that. It's, it, it's kind of a similar vibe as when he told the doctors that he was killing animals. And they didn't believe him until they saw it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's in a mental institution, but if you look at why, it's because he injected himself with rabbit's blood. You know, the idea mm. that he's killing animals is not that far-fetched, no. Deborah. Like, how did he get the rabbit's blood? <laughs> he didn't buy it. Like, they don't sell that on the, on the shelf of Albertsons. Like, ugh, he had to get it himself. And then he drank birds. 
Like they were Capri Suns. I still don't know how he caught the birds. On the windowsill. I don't know either. I don't have all the answers. In fact, this case gave me more questions than it did facts. Dude, every every source I saw said pretty much the same thing, too. Like, this wasn't made up. Like, no, this he is... did think that his brain bones were moving. He did drink birds. He did tell the FBI that his soap dish was wet and that's why his blood was turning into powder and that the Nazi aliens were after him. I want to read the book. I want to hear what else he had to say. He drank birds. <laughs> he drank birds. Like they were fucking Capri Suns. <laughs> Dude. Twice. He did that twice. He blended animals up with Coca-Cola. Like it was a fucking milkshake. I I just like, it, it boggles my mind. Back to the same thing I already said. Like how he was just able to live on his own. <laughs> they had like had him at the mental institute and said, yeah, he's probably fine. <laughs> he caught birds. <laughs> I couldn't do that if I tried. <laughs> he caught birds. And was able to steal blood from therapy dogs? Almost forgot about that. From the staff was there. <laughs> they were therapy dogs. He robbed them. How did they not press charges when he was <laughs> draining their cows of blood? Dude. 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 And he also... Cut off a woman's nipples and drank her blood out of a yogurt cup. That's... It has to... Like, it's one of those things. I said it last episode, too, I think. It's just so mind-bogging. Like, you wouldn't even think that up if you were trying to make up a bad serial killer. No! He's, like, textbook. Like, he is the case that the FBI uses to talk about disorganized killing. That's crazy. When you're the def- you're the prototype, you're the definition. Right. No. No. These also weren't, like, crimes of passion. He was walking into people's houses. He- he murdered a woman and then killed a dog down the street. No, it was just, just for random. Whatever was behind the door. And when he couldn't kill people, he was killing animals and drinking them. No. No. His entire house was covered in blood. All of it. All of it. He had a baby's brain. He mummified a baby. I'm done. <laughs> Everything I say gets worse somehow. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> I told you this episode was bad shit. That's crazy. No, that... I'm surprised, like, I've never heard an ounce of that before. I know. How is that not one of the ones that you hear about? I know. Insane. Yeah, no, that's... Wow. <laughs> I, like, can't... No, I know. I can't expand on this. I know. My brain has nowhere else to go. Like I told you, when I do research, I don't... It's not often that I'm floored. It's not... I've seen so much... I've read through so many terrible, terrible, terrible Wikipedia articles. Yeah. Like, 
there's some gruesome stuff there's some truly terrible cases out there that like will make even the the most informed true crime person like shiver like the 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 junko whatever her name is case in japan oh yeah terrible no the there's another case where um i don't even remember what it was called i blocked it out of my memory because it was like the the, the little girl <laughs> and she was in the basement mm-hmm. like no terrible i don't often get floored when i was researching this episode i turned to lux twice it was like you'll never fucking believe what i just read <laughs> You'll never fucking believe this shit. I have some fun stuff for you. Okay. Well, this is a little... This episode's kind of all over the place, but... We have, we have some stuff. He mummified a baby. No. He ripped the head off of a bird and drank it. Did he never, like, he had an apartment, and you're telling me they never had to come, like, change the air filter? <laughs> like, how did no one know? <laughs> I don't know, dude. His whole house was covered in blood. Did no, did his, like, next-door neighbor not hear the blender always running? Maybe they thought he was making protein shakes. Dude. Yeah, it looked like he was dying. <laughs> We have to take an intermission. Yeah, no, my fr- I'm just going to keep going in circles. <laughs> okay, gang. Um, That one was a lot, so talk to me about it in Discord, because I guarantee you, even in three weeks' time, I will still be saying, he drank birds, and I will never stop. Also, you know, the mummified baby thing. You know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. After y'all listen to this episode, we'll have a good conversation in Discord, but for now, we have to go to intermission. You want to say it? And intermission. Bum bum. Here's some things I hate. The phrase stop and smell the flowers. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I did not ask you for your consent before I started recording. And I, I'm very sorry about that. Have you ever eaten one of these? No. I'm not going to. (laughs) They're just cookies filled with chocolate. Yeah. Here, look. I'm all right. Thank you, though. (laughs) Find it. And we're back. Thank you for being a friend. Have you seen, have you seen the Quackity stream? He hit like 6 million subscribers. It's TikTok. It's clipped everywhere. He hit like 6 million subscribers on stream and he was like, today is such a good day. Like blah, blah, blah. And then he reads the chat for a second. And he goes, Betty White died. <laughs> what? <laughs> he loses his fucking mind. Dude. But it was like it was such a heart and, and all I of the comments were like this good. sound has such potential. I think it was a a tweet, but someone was like, I refuse to believe that 
Betty White dying on like the last day of 2021 was 2021's last jab at us. His theory was that Betty White knew she was going to die, so she took 2021's evil down with her and saved us all. So 2022 will actually be a good year because Betty White saved us. That is the narrative I will be going with. Yeah, that's what I am choosing to believe. That is my truth, and I will be living it. The past two years have been hell on earth. And Betty White is our savior. Future Mac, this is your opportunity to cut out the past tangent about Betty White and Jesus. If you choose to take it, leave this bit in so that everybody knows that they missed something. What have you got today? I have a conspiracy. I hate your conspiracy theories. This one's fun. I think it'll, I don't know if it'll hit the bar, but it'll get close. I'm gonna, the past few, hollow earth, dinosaurs dinosaurs aren't real. Oh my god, we were watching New Girl the other day, and there was, it made me think of you, there was a point where Schmidt got mad at Jess and Nick. And was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to break you two up. And Jess and Nick were like, quick, relay everything that you think could be a problem later on in our relationship. And they just start spouting shit off. And Nick looks at her and goes, I don't think the dinosaurs were real. I think it was all made up by big business. (laughs) And Jess was like, no, the dinosaurs were real. And he was like, no, they weren't. That's what they want you to think. (laughs) And I was like, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But yeah. We did Hollow Earth, Dinosaurs Aren't Real in Scientology. Yeah, the Flying Dutchman was in there. That was my ghost story one time, though. What have you got today? I just show up with things. Gotta keep you on your toes. No. All right, I'll give you your hints. We kind of talked about it earlier, so I don't think you'll guess it, but I will let you try again. It's pretty well known. It's, like, a pretty standard conspiracy theory. Um, If you watch, like, those nine crazy conspiracy videos on YouTube like some watch mojo kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's usually on those lists because it's pretty easy to like tell okay it's not a hard concept um it kind of plays on the parallel dimension stuff okay Uh, happened in the late 50s it's not the moon landing wasn't fake no or was fake the government's run by lizard people no 50s what happened in the 50s? It has nothing to do specifically with the time. That's just when it happened. Oh. Parallel dimensions. What the fuck? Um, and it's a conspiracy theory? Mm-hmm. Parallel dimensions. <laughs> what I'm I'm going to tell you the conspiracy theory that you've probably heard online or if you haven't, you will you can find it literally everywhere. It's like a short story. It's almost like just an urban legend kind of thing. And then go into like some of the actual details that are almost always left out, which make it cooler. So I don't know who was in charge of that, but... Is it about time travel? It could be. Some people theorize that that's what was... Is it... This is... I don't know if this is going to be right, but isn't there a theory that a time traveler killed JFK? No. I mean, yeah, there's a theory right, that, that it... that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm talking about the mystery man from Torrid. 
Oh, what is this? Oh, okay. This will be fun. I thought I was going to have to like breeze through the story and then get to the cool stuff, but no, what is um, this? What are you about to tell me? We're going to go through like the, cons- the title. <laughs> we're going to go through the conspiracy. Where is Torrid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's a mystery? Andy's a man? <laughs> we're talking about men? Bruh. Okay. So, this story varies a little bit depending. It's like an internet internet telephone game with some of the story. But it's also very, like, vague, like, mystery man from, like, so stuff gets changed, stuff is moved around, but it's the same basic layout to the conspiracy theory. Okay. Um. So, if you've heard a similar story, it's this, but it's been In a different told font. way too many times. Um, We're just going to run through it. So. In July of 1954, uh, a bearded Caucasian man that spoke mo- like predominantly French but could speak many languages. He was well traveled. Okay. Um, he. I don't like that he had a beard. I don't trust him already. <laughs> he lands in an airport in Tokyo. Okay. And he cuts, heads to customs like you do in the airport. But when he he gets there, they they notice something fishy with his passport, and they start asking him, like, where are you from, sir? And he answers this place, Torrid? What? He had... <laughs> Which is an issue, because that does not exist. Yeah. Um, but I'm he... noticing that. <laughs> I'm noticing where the issues are. And they start like that... that he doesn't had a passport? Yeah, and it looked authentic like they couldn't see anything wrong with it but and it had stamps from other areas but the only problem it is it says it's issued from torrid okay so the man is confused he's like i've been to japan three times like with this passport you can see the stamps in the passport um so it seemed legit because he did have stamps from japan um but the issue is the country that it was given to him in doesn't exist (laughs) he had a lot of uh, lots of currencies from many countries with him lots of paperwork from other places um and his place of work all of it again seemingly authentic like it wasn't visibly counterfeit anything it all seemed real this sounds like a scam (laughs) they sit him down because it sounds like a scam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they put a map in front of him, and they ask him to point out his country. And he very quickly and confidently points to an area on the map. It's the Principality of Andorra is where he points to. And he's really frustrated. He's like, why is Torrid not here? What is, what is this? This is where Torrid is. This is, why, why is this map wrong? Like, where'd you get this map? Like, is, is upset by this? He's he claims that this country has been around for like thousands of years. There was no reason for it to not be on any modern map. It's not like it was something new. Um <laughs> What? The company for which he claimed to work for did exist, but there was no branch located in Torrid because Torrid isn't real. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. He also knew what hotel he would be staying at, knew which street it was on and stuff. But there was no booking for, like, him. Uh, the man was just lost, it, like, but didn't change his story at all. He was like, 
look at my passport it's real i'm from torrid like why don't you know what torrid is kind of i feel thing. really bad for this dude <laughs> at one point it, the cops are pretty sure this guy just like forged some paperwork and is trying to sneak into the country so they obviously take him in to investigate further but if he was gonna forge something and forge it that well wouldn't he just put a real country <laughs> yeah because if it had said argentina and it looked real enough, no one would be fucking questioning him. Why would he make up a country? This isn't The Sims. So he's detained and taken into custody, uh, and they take all of his belongings, including the currency, all the paperwork and stuff, to research it more. Um, by the way, this currency um, included checks from the U.S. FBI. What? Oh, so he was placed here for some reason. Um, we'll get into it. Uh, they stick him into a hotel until, until they can kind of get stuff formal set up. They can't just, like, make him sleep in the police station. Or let him into the country. Yeah, so they have to keep an eye on him, so they get him a hotel room. And this room was, they had two officers stand outside of it at all times. Okay. Like, they didn't want him to be free roaming. And these are all facts. Japan. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> um... Um, I didn't want him just free roaming Japan. <laughs> His room Japan. was very high up, and there were no balconies. Are you about to tell me he went missing? Emily, stop it. You're joking. <laughs> stop it. Don't look at me like that. When they came to retrieve the man from the room the next morning. No. He's gone. Stop. No trace. Where'd he go? <laughs> what? And they, so they start looking to see if they can figure out where he went through the paperwork. All of the paperwork is gone. What? All of the currency is gone. What? Everything that belonged to him, gone without a trace. That's bullshit. <laughs> None of this is real. <laughs> There's no way. Um, so, this obviously is a story that, that people like to say a parallel universe collided and he was shifted over for a second, but eventually pulled back after the collision I, of it all. I mean, I hope he got into his real hotel room. I really <laughs> hope he found Torrid. But his Japanese customs. They also, some people think it's a time traveler messed up. And not only, like, traveled to the wrong time, but, like, he, Torrid would exist in the future right. in that area, but doesn't yet. And he messed up somewhere along the way, is yeah. what it says. And he just didn't recognize it right away. But when he did, he time traveled out of this time. Or there's also some more complicated theories messing around with, like, he traveled into the wrong timeline. It's a lot. I'm unimportant. <laughs> a lot of feelings. Another theory is that it was all an elaborate scheme or, to, like, convince airports to crack down on security. So, like, the government set it up to make the airports do their job better. By bringing a man, what, into, how, how, <laughs> do, what security are they cracking down on? He got off of the plane and went to customs. <laughs> like, do you want customs to check passports harder? Yeah. <laughs> that's the theory that's but it's dumb. dumb so all of these some of them are pretty cool like yeah parallel universes are fun to talk about they're not true but they this is the most prolific version of the story by far okay this <laughs> a lot of details are left out and a lot of details are spun on their head and a lot of things are taken out of context to make it seem more fantastical than it really is um so did this happen? 
That's I'm what I'm going to talk about now. Because okay, <laughs> I'm confused as to if this is real. And if, like, details were just left out so it wasn't actually torrid, he was shortening something. Like, I don't, what? Yeah. Did so, this happen? So, so much of it you is hard to find. Yeah. Like, this is, if you Google the mystery man from Torrid, you're going to find that story in about a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. You, I've seen it so many times in YouTube videos trying to find good conspiracy theories to talk about. I heard about it in my forensics class in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just super all over the place. It's like, it's, it's telephone yeah no it's just it's a bedtime story pretty much it's like wow look at how he disappeared it's just like a popular story to tell pretty much and so much is left out that you would think there's nothing else yeah like you would think it's just a made-up story that's been misunderstood we know a lot more than what's put into that story which is so much cooler (laughs) tell me what we know i will (laughs) but also I was not going to cover this story because it's so simple and it's so widespread online. Like, there's no point. It's mm-hmm. so short. It's so obviously something's, it, like, it's just a bedtime story kind of thing. Yeah. It's cool to talk about, to be like, oh, parallel universes, but it's obviously nothing's happening. Yeah. Um, But then I started, I, like, sometimes circle back to it just because it's interesting. It, it caught your attention. And sometimes Reddit will be talking about it. And I, I happened love upon... Uh, some of the actual information we know and from there went down a rabbit hole of the actual story which is really cool so i will be sharing that with you because it is kind of hard to find um bless (laughs) share it with the people first and foremost our unnamed mystery man was a real guy who did have a name we know who this was (laughs) his name name? is john allen zerga sometimes spelled differently depending on what source yeah um but always that same name he was 36 and he was detained in Japan on October, um, in October 1959. Okay. Um, and he was detained because his passport said Torrid on it, sometimes mm-hmm. again spelled differently, but it seemed authentic by some sources and he was pretty well traveled according to like, according to the passport. Um, he was also traveling with his wife. Oh, in the real version, who had her own real Korean passport. She did not have a fake passport. He was just kind of cruising. Things get a little weird here. (laughs) He claimed to be an intelligence agent for a Colonel Nassar. He also said he was a naturalized Ethiopian. He also said his passport was acquired in Temanroset, which is the capital of Thorid. So he has more information in the real one. Okay. And there's a lot more going into So it. in the real one, he's an agent for a dude, and he got his passport in the capital of this fictional country. Yeah. So okay. he has a little bit more names and stuff and kind of... Details. Yeah. Uh, he's also stating... He also states that the country is well-established, has two million people living there, and could be found, quote, somewhere south of the Sahara, end quote. Uh, he also claimed to have diplomatic immunity because he was an intelligence agent for another country, which is just fun. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm having, I'm like in my head trying to rationalize it now. Something I found crazy that was left out of most conspiracy versions is that the passport was written in an unrecognized language that is still heavily studied. It looks similar to Arabic. That's, I'm, I feel like this man is from, like, a place in 
he said near the Sahara. Yeah. South of the Sahara. Mm-hmm. It's probably a fucking tribe or something that, like, claimed an area in the desert. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is probably just a place that most people don't go. That, that, that's one of the theories is that, like, a lot of it was lost in translation because he spoke so many languages. Yeah. And wasn't, like, Japan, Japanese wasn't, obviously wasn't his first language. Right. So, so much is lost in all of these translations. He could also be saying Torrid, and that is the a different languages version of the name of his city or something. Yeah, it, it like I feel like there's we'll a, jump oh, into a little. I feel bit like of there's the... a way to explain this. Also, an unknown language. Stop. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, and we're also gonna go rush through this part too because he claims a lot of things. This man has a detailed history of a lot of things. Also, okay, he could explain you the entire history of Torrid. Also, like. There was a lot going into this, um, which is obviously all made up. <laughs> I want to point that out. Torrid is not a real place. I get that, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. Something else is going on here. Just wait for it. Okay. He claimed to have been born in the U.S., studied in the U.K., he fought in World War II under the Royal Air Force, and at one point was captured by Germans and moved to Latin America, became a U.S. spy in Korea, and after all this, became an agent of Torrid. Absolutely none of this is true. Okay. <laughs> there is no John Allen Zergis who was born in the U.S. We don't know where he was born. <laughs> we... Did he change his name? <laughs> is this real? Not... What's going on? He did not fight under the Royal Air Force in World War II. He was not captured by the Germans, as far as we could tell. There's what? no record of any of the stuff that he's claiming. Is there record of him as a person? <laughs> no. Does he have a birth certificate? What the fuck? <laughs> he traveled all over and was even treated as, like, a visiting intelligence agent, like he claimed to be. That meant gifts, places to stay, and money. So he's a scam artist. Yes. But why would he make up a fictional... I, that's the thing I don't understand. If you are a so scam artist... So many people just believed him because he was harder to understand. They thought he, they were misunderstood. Like, right, but even it into then... Like, if, you're, if you have forgeries that are that good, why would you risk it with a fake country he, and a fake language? He banked on people not caring enough to look into it. That's crazy. <laughs> and he got to come some places. Like some of his currency was was given to him and, like, gotten as a gift. Like, it, he wasn't lying to, like, well, he was lying to them, but they, they just totally believed him and treated him as it, like, they didn't look into it. They just were like, okay, cool. Here's See, some money. I feel like if he had a fucking passport from, like, Korea, like his wife, he could have gotten away with this for a lot longer. Like, yeah. No, just... <laughs> make up something right so many people also just figured because it was another language that they didn't know that to contact these people to fact check this would be too much when it really this you can't fact check it because it doesn't exist i'm screaming um and while some of his money was gifts he also began faking checks from the usa intelligence group both the FBI and the CIA. Why would you also risk that? If you're going to fake checks from anybody, why would it be the fucking FBI? <laughs> well, he claimed to be an agent. <laughs> you know, I'm a US spy. I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> he cashed out over $200,000 worth of fake checks in different banks across Tokyo. They led him into Tokyo? <laughs> I thought he was detained. 
He had been to Tokyo before. Oh. <laughs> that was also something from earlier that was... He had been to Tokyo before. He also could speak many different languages. Some sources say 14. Damn. Um... According to a Japanese news article published in 1960, John was sentenced to one year in jail. And in court, after his sentence was read out, he stood up and tried to slice open his wrist with a piece of glass that he hid in his mouth before going in. What the He was fuck? restrained and taken to the hospital, and thankfully, he was okay. But, like, crazy. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. He has, like, super detailed stories about working with other countries, too, like, previous missions. It's unclear, like, which ones he actually traveled for and which ones are just made up. But, like, he not only built a country, built a language, but also built its history books. Like, he had his own fantasy world that he crafted and just had a passport and flew around the world. My question is, how did he get a passport that, that was that was fake, but that good? Some sources say it wasn't that great, but again, it was the 50s. I mean, yeah, but like, a fucking passport? <laughs> a official document? He had also traveled to Japan before, but only on a visa and never the passport until now. So that's how he had been to Japan before okay. and then like kind of faked that. You know, that makes Spun more sense. Spun it in. Um... His wife during all this was deported back to Korea on her real passport. Um, <laughs> so, like, she's fine. She's not tied into any of this. And it kind of just... How much of it he actually did, we'll never know. Right. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, we still have no idea where he was actually from. No origin story was ever placed. He was in jail for a year, and nothing could be figured out. <laughs> That's crazy. Did they just let him go? Where did he go? <laughs> he served his year in jail and was released after, and he said that he was going to find a, quote, new life in a new country. No one has any clue as to what happened to him after that, except that he was deported to Hong Kong. After that, the name disappears. So he probably changed his name again and did something else. But he did disappear, just not out of a hotel room. Yeah. Um, uh, There's also a lot of confusions due to misspellings and misunderstandings. We don't know exactly how and what played out. Mm -hmm. There's he, the words he uses are super similar to stuff in Africa under the Sahara, like in that area, those are names of places, but misspelled and misused. Okay. Like he, some, one of them, Torrid, is a name of a group, not a place. See, that's what I was saying and earlier. And that the Torah Reset is the name of a capital, but of a different place, not where this group is. Yeah. All near Algeria. Um. So like, you could tie it to some places, but you couldn't tie anything he was claiming about his life. Mm-hmm. So why he could have been talking about a real place, you couldn't get a passport from Torrid. Yeah. It was a group. That's so weird. <laughs> um, Everything about this is weird. So, that is the mystery man from Torrid. That's all I have on it, but... Jesus, Emily. <laughs> this is gonna be a short episode. What the fuck? I'm still so confused. 
Yeah, no, it's like mm-hmm. like there are also some like you can go on internet. There's this some of this information I found it through uh quite a few different things on Reddit, and it was linked to like the clipping of the newspaper from Japan. Uh-huh. Um, and like stuff strung together through the name, but some of that is also believed to be faked, like that not be a real newspaper article and there was also part of it i got from a radio broadcast Mm -hmm. that had been translated into english that some people believe that all of that was just a super elaborate internet hoax as the internet came about it was this story just how like modern creepypastas can be pulled to all corners of the internet it was a very early example of that like in early internet because it's very hard to find other articles about it. There's very few, like, clippings you can find. Some of these documents, there's been so many books written on it, but nothing new is ever tied in. No one can find anything else at this point. And we also have no idea about this man. I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> what the hell? But do you see what I mean? How that first story was so boring compared no, to yeah. like what is could be the actual life of this man according to these articles Why and stuff. Why would you leave out the good stuff? Yeah, no. And he also had a lot more money than the fake checks. He had spent a lot of current like other currencies. He was like moving money around because he, of course, traveling to different countries you had to, to like convert stuff. Yeah, so like had way more money than that two thousand. I mean, two hundred thousand that he cashed in fake checks all over tokyo (laughs) wow i'm like florida there was also another article that said that he had hidden the glass in his sleeve not his mouth um that's the other thing he like tried to slit his wrist no he he like stood up and said i'm going to kill myself (laughs) jesus that's the 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 it's translated, but that's, he pretty much yeah. just stood up and was like, nope. Also, what happened to his wife? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, We don't what? know what his real name was. Dude. Also, the fact that they deported her instead of keeping her for questioning. Yeah. Bro, now she's gone gone. Dude. Yeah, how much of that did she know? Like, did she think he was some, like, foreign Diplomat? spy? Yeah. I'm like, I genuinely don't know what to say. It's just pretty much, it's like a Bigfoot thing. Some people, like how you said in last episode, some people are totally against any of this real. Some people believe this like more factual version you can find Mm -hmm. if you dig for it. And then some people totally believe the parallel universe stuff. Wow. Or like, we'll die on that hill kind of people. Wow. And it's at this point, it's become so like overcooked that you can't even what i gave you is like the facts but like i said some people don't believe that those facts are even real yeah Yeah. so like it's just too mixed up now to get the actual story but i had never heard like that he had a name and i've heard that conspiracy so many times like all over the place i can't i still can't get over it so many youtube videos i like skip five minutes ahead in the video i'm like i don't want to hear this again (laughs) If and not, no one ever talked about anything different until I dug around on Reddit and, like, pulled up some stuff. If you're a scam artist, I still don't get it. 
why the fuck would you make a like fake country? Because like because 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 it's a fake country. Yeah, like they might not question it because it's a language they don't speak because you made it up and like things like that. But if someone with half of a brain cell recognizes that you have a passport from a fake country, it's immediately going to blow up in your face. Like, yeah. it'd be more believable if it was also a passport from Korea, like your mom, like your wife had. Like, yeah, you can still be a foreign spy or whatever with your fake passport, but make it from a real place and there will be less questions. There are some things talking about that he could have had a different kind of passport that was from a real place, but so much of this story has been mistranslated yeah. through all of the different places he supposedly was that that is also incorrect information and that he did have another kind of passport. I couldn't find a name of anywhere specific. There is also, like, you can s- written out the language that was in the passport. You can find, like, quotes from it because supposedly, allegedly, it has been studied like, to try to figure out what he was, like, if it meant anything yeah. or, like, if it was based on it. Because it looks like Arabic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find the quotes. And I was going to read one out, but it's just gibberish. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Weird. But it was stamped in the passport and stuff. Like, it was that, like, the, the certification yeah. and stuff was all written in this language. That's weird. That's weird. How do you get that? How do you get the stamp? Like... The logistics? He put so much work in. If this is real. Yeah. If that part of the story is real, which if these newspaper clippings are real, is yeah. that this was written in a language. Um, it's uh, It's been used also, an interesting one, it's been used to like point out that passports aren't the best security check if you have lazy workers. Mm-hmm. If someone's just going to see something they don't recognize and just be like, looks legit. And let them in because they don't speak that language. What good does it do you? Right. Um. So if that court argument was true too, it shows that there was really a passport by someone named John Zargus <laughs> written in a language that nobody knows. And I'm sure people, even with that fact, still argue for the alternate universes. realities. I'm, I don't know what to say a weird one no literally like what and like that's what i was saying it's so short that it, it like, yeah th- just the conspiracy part of it where that's like and then he disappears so it was a parallel universe it's so short that i was never going to talk about it on here mm-hmm. but i thought it was crazy that that much more information could be found and is never on anything i wonder if there are people who are like not arguing about this conspiracy but like are arguing four parallel universes using this conspiracy as evidence you know what i mean yeah like do they know the facts does anybody know the facts are these facts real like i i'm left with more questions than answers no it doesn't get better but it it to know that there was a dude that that was based on was mind-boggling to me yeah because like i'm surprised you've never heard some version of that story because i've forever have that's been like a and there was this guy who disappeared (laughs) kind of thing i don't know wow and like i i saw people asking questions about it in reddit like what do you guys think and stuff like just going through the answers 
so many people have so many different stances yeah. on it. Some people b- believe the first version without all the details kind of thing. Weird. Some people believe all of it was fabricated. I mean, yeah. Even the newspaper, like, translations. and Yeah. I don't know what to say. There's <laughs> been books from, uh, like, the first book was written 16 years after it happened. On this? Yeah. There's whole books on this? What are they talking about? Are books that, like, mention it. Maybe not are fully on it. I was about to say, what do you have to say? (laughs) It goes into a lot of, like, a lot of the articles I found that had the real details were big on the, like, this just shows how they did not care about security (laughs) at that point. For us to have that happen in an airport is unheard of. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much that goes into airport security. But in the 50s, none of that was instated. Yeah. It was just get on the plane. (laughs) Cool, nice passport written in a language I don't know. But you have to, like, these guys saw languages from all over the world. That they, if if the guy at the Japanese airport only spoke Japanese, he's yeah. looking at pages full of stuff he doesn't understand all Presumably the time. Presumably Arabic. Yeah, and it looks nothing crazy. It looks like another one. He's going to be like, oh, they have a weird handwriting. I'm surprised they got through it. I'm, I'm surprised they even noticed it was fake. Because, yeah. I mean, he got onto the plane. Exactly. Now this happens when he's getting off? That's what a lot of us saying is, like, he he had traveled before. Yeah. This was not his first attempt at using this passport. Presumably, yeah. Pre- yeah, depending on what's actually real. Um, That's cr- crazy. Like, I'm genuinely at a loss for words. What the fuck? So, John Zergis detained in october whatever 1959 yeah that part is document also there was a john zargas how much of what he did is true was the court stuff documented the guy the the main guy investigating it had wrote some of it down in his memoir Mm -hmm. but it was some of that stuff that he said he was a u.s spy and um he had a passport kind yeah. of thing. But um, some people believe that memoir clipping is not real. It's such a battleground to try to right. dissect what is actually anything. Isn't that crazy that we cannot believe a single thing? No, that the in- internet is so saturated. You cannot That believe. you can fake everything. Yeah, you you don't know what you're reading. You can fake newspaper clippings. All of these like documents. true crime stuff, that, like those cases. We don't know what actually happened in the case or yeah. what's written in those classified files. We know what the media said and what the media is going to act like is the truth. Right. But who knows what's really out there? Wow. Wow. So, do you believe in parallel universes now? I don't fucking know. Dude, I don't know what's going on. I feel dumb. (laughs) Like, I feel dumber than when I started. Uh, Yeah. What is going on? Wow. He did that. I'm still stuck on, like, if you're gonna... If you're gonna commit... Yeah. Fraud. Fake... Don't fake the country. There was also... He was asked to point stuff out on a map, allegedly, in the memoir. Um, But he didn't point to that area. He pointed, like he said, south of the Sahara. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure... I the Andorra... Mm-hmm. Not sure why that was the area set in the actual, like, conspiracy version. Probably because no one knows where Andorra is. Yeah, people would be like, that's also fake. Cool. 
Um, but they're also because the group he mentioned or could be mentioning because it's different spellings. It's like ter. It, it ends in a G, not mm-hmm. a D, but it's spelled really similarly and said really similarly. So they think like he was saying something and someone transcribed it a little bit different than what was being said. Weird. And so much of that happened because of so many language barriers. Yeah. Because he wasn't from Japan. No, and he was French, wasn't he? Or he spoke French? <laughs> yeah, his, his main language was French. Allegedly. Well, allegedly. We don't know where this dude was from. We don't know where he come from. We have no, yeah, John Zergis was there. Where, who John Zer- that could be a fake name, could be his real name, but for some reason he has no trace anywhere else, and he disappears right after. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. They really dropped him off and said, good luck, sir. <laughs> Jesus. I wonder if he found his wife after he got out of jail. I wonder if he went back to his wife and said, honey, the scam's a going again. <laughs> Make up another fake passport. Pick a different country. Make it up say we live in the shire like hogwarts hogwarts fucking mount doom like i like how detailed he made his fake history too like he said where he went to university and they were like did john zergis go here and they're like we have no clue who that is but he said it with his whole chest that's the other thing like bro like i he just he banking on the fact that it was complicated yeah he was just like oh there's so many details here they're gonna they'll have they have to believe me it's very much like giving Scientology. Yeah. Make it complicated so that people will just believe it because there's a lot of details. Because I can't keep up with it. Right. Wow. And he also allegedly traveled. Like, it got away with it. Many times. Wow. What do you say to that? He had a fake passport, bro. I hope that part's... Like, John Zergis was a real dude. Yeah. Like, there's records that he was arrested. Right. But... Or at least that was the name they gave him. Yeah, but they could have just, like, found an old name and pulled... Like... I was about to say, he might be... If he has a fake passport, he probably has a fake ID. Yeah, no. I'm sure that's not off the table. No. Well. Because if there's no record of a John Zergis ever being born, ever going to university, like, no, 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 he changed his name. That is not his real name. That's crazy. I've always wondered how people do that. Oh, yeah. Like, and it was just confidence. Like, he just walked around acting like he was what he said he was. No, yeah. But it's like those people who, like, the most common one I've seen is, like, in a relationship where you learn that, like, your significant other, that's not their name. Oh yeah, it's a totally different person than what it's a fake identity. Like how do you how do you do that? Do you just wake up one day and decide you're a new person? Move to a new town and have it under lock. How do you get the how do you get the ID? How do you not slip up? I mean fake IDs. How do you but but like how do you I don't know. That just feels so like complicated. And for what? Yeah, if you're like hiding your identity from your significant other What's going on with the other identity that you don't want them to know? Right. Why do you have to reinvent yourself to, like, live this normal life kind right. of thing? And it's like, if you if you have to go through the trouble of, like, a fake ID. A fake country. John Zergis really... No, he really took it that extra mile. <laughs> he really understood the assignment and then did bonus and work. And wanted the A+. Plus. No, yeah, he wanted that. He said, fake country, hear me out, fake language. I made my own language. 
fake IDs, fake passports. We're getting into Tokyo and then cashing fake checks. Like, Jesus. What did he get arrested for? Fraud? Yeah. <laughs> like, check fraud? Yeah. The, the checks is what did him in. He didn't get in trouble for, like, impersonating an agent? That's what he was arrested like a, for. Like, impersonating a U.S. official? That's another thing, is, like... He claimed to have diplomatic immunity? Yeah. But we don't know how much of that's true. No, yeah. Because if he was only in jail for a year, he either said that after, or... Imagine he stands up in court, by the way, sir, I have diplomatic immunity. I can't be here. <laughs> you can't do this to me. I have diplomatic immunity. Dude. Wow. 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 Isn't that fun, though? No, yeah, your conspiracies always are, and I hate you for it. <laughs> I hate that they're short, though. But yeah, I mean, like... Some of the, like, like even the, the people don't believe in dinosaurs. That's the kicker. <laughs> like, but you went through a lot with that one. Yeah, I just started reading memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. I'm, like, floored. My head is going a mile a minute. This episode was everywhere. We really talked about a man who drank birds, and then... A man who made up a country. He made up a country. We really were, like, let's find some weird characters for this tonight. This episode is gonna get weird, <laughs> folks. It goes to, it's an interesting thing, though. Like, people try some crazy stuff. No, literally. People get away with crazy stuff. First guy did... Get away with drinking birds. Like they were Capri Suns, How bro. do you sit on the windowsill and catch a bird? I like that we're circling back to this. He didn't... <laughs> like, was the window... Could he open the window? I don't Like, could know. he have run away, but he decided to stay? He did escape once. Watch me through the window. Like, they never did it. They just... They never did anything about it. Yeah, they're just like, dang, that's scary. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, these are the same people who didn't believe him about the rabbits. And didn't know he was stealing blood from, from the their dogs. dogs. Wow. I don't want to circle back. I'm not circling back. Folks, how do you feel about this episode? Did anybody stay till this part? These are always weird when there's never... Like, it, um... I don't know. I don't know. What? When stuff like is, is when we both just have weird ones. Yeah. It's always like, I don't know how to end anything. It leaves a weird air in the room. There's not an ending. Yeah. We just kind of have to because sit like, with this knowledge. Huh, this is strange. Anyway. We just kind of have to live with it. Because there was, and when we both had like pirate themed ones, it was also like, just weird. When stuff is just kind of on a similar note. Yeah. I don't like when that happens. There's no ending. We you just have to live we with are like just confused. You just have to like live with the knowledge now. Like you cool have to stuff, accept though. that and move on. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like staring off into nothing. Lost in thought. Wow. He really did that. They really did that. Wow. How am I supposed to feel? <laughs> I Yeah. That. Guys, if y'all stayed to this part of the episode, 
I really do commend you. I really do. I know y'all tune out after our stories. <laughs> so, like, the fact that you did that, if you stayed, props to For you. For the chit-chat. Props to you, brother. We'll talk about it in the Discord. We should leave something for them for staying. What hmm. should we say? Huh. If you stayed this long. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. What's a like a We need like a code word. What time what? Rochambeau. <laughs> code word is Rochambeau. Dig me Rochambeau. You have your orders now. Go man, go. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell that, look up the lyrics to Yorktown. And Hamilton, copy and paste it from Google. Just into Discord. Into Discord. No explanation at all. Just type. Rochambeau. Into the Discord? Yeah. Okay. Send it. Everybody else is going to be like, what does that mean? I'm going to forget about this. I'm going to forget about this. And then... (laughs) And then in two weeks, we're going to get a bunch of Rochambeau, Rochambeau. (laughs) And we're going to be like, huh? (laughs) What's happening? What's going on? They're revolting. (laughs) But yeah. Mutiny. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram. We have a Google Drive. Uh, where we post pictures and videos and interesting stuff about our topics. Um, we do have a YouTube channel. It is like delayed versions of the episodes, but mm-hmm. like they are there for your consumption if you would like to leave comments or anything. I know that's sometimes easier than like Discord, but like a lot of, recently, a lot of the people who have kept up with the this the discord just like post the day the episode's out and we talk about it Mm -hmm. um but if you listen late you can always go to comments on youtube itunes reviews are super helpful and super kind oh yeah we haven't said that in a while yeah no if you enjoy listening it really helps us out to leave reviews on stuff it's like super helpful like stuff um Maybe once YouTube is a little bit more set up, we yeah. can do one of these where if you've stayed long enough, go leave this on that YouTube video. Right. Um, we also have um, a Discord that you can join. We're talking in there a lot. It's super fun and frisky and fresh. We have a lot of people in there. Yeah, it, it, more people keep joining. It's, been it's very... a vibe. I'm very excited about it. Uh-huh. But yeah. A growing family. Yeah. I really don't know what, like, I'm just, like, kind of lost <laughs> mentally, emotionally. Drained. Yeah. We did do two today, and that usually is how we end the but second like, one. Like, I'm not tired physically. I'm no. tired mentally. I'm just confused. I've been put through the fucking <laughs> ringer. Dude, 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 dude. We should end this. No, I know. We we, we might have got some of this out. It's just a at this point, but... The episode ended, like, 20 minutes ago when mm-hmm. we said, like, join the Discord and stuff, and then we just kept talking... Bye. Bye.